This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, diamond, diamond. Experience! Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. I am your host, Derek Diamond. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check out last week's episode where I celebrated the nine-year anniversary of this very podcast by doing a live AMA, Ask Me Anything, on YouTube. So thank you to everyone who submitted questions. It was really fun to kind of go back and, and reminisce on nine years of the show. And it's crazy to think that when I started this show back in 2014, how different my life was. You know, I was a year into my job with the Blue Wahoos where I would stay until 2021. I was single and now here I am, you know, over a year into a new job, been married to my wonderful wife, Samantha, now for almost a year. Uh, We'll actually be celebrating our one year anniversary next month. So it really goes to show you, you know, the, the difference you can have in life between certain periods of time and things are different, you know, even a year ago, a year ago, I wasn't doing this show. Technically you could say the show's been around for eight years, but I say nine because it started back in 2014. So the episodes were still available. So I counted as nine years, but that was last week's show. Be sure to go back and listen to that. It was a really fun discussion for this week. Uh, I was originally going to have a guest on, but uh, due to some scheduling conflicts that fell through. So I decided to bring back the monthly top five a little bit early. And this was an interesting one because I wasn't quite sure what to do for a top five list. I had a couple of ideas because this kind of had to be thrown together at the last minute. But as things happen in life, you know, you roll with the punches and you adapt and you overcome. So I was talking with my friend Jason Robbins, my co-host over at the Nerd Cave Retro Show, and I threw a couple of ideas at him and he said you should do top five movie posters. Now, I did this top five as part of the Daily Diamond Morning Show that I did on Facebook during the height of the COVID pandemic. But it's fun to go back and revisit some of those because opinions can change. And, you know, it's just fun to have discussions like this. You know, like a couple of months ago, we did childhood cartoons and that brought back a flood of memories. And this one does as well with movie posters, because I can remember as a kid, you know, it was a big deal to go to the movie theater because I I only remember a handful of times going to the movie theater. Like I can remember seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can remember seeing Aladdin. I remember seeing the Lion King and like, I can remember trailers to a degree, but what I remember more from my childhood were posters. You know, you'd walk in the theater and you'd see, you know, the posters lined up throughout the wall and it might have a release date. It might just say, you know, summer of, 94, 95, or it might just say coming soon. And it it really got you excited for what was to come for you know, that season of movies or that year of movies. And there are some that are on my list that are before my time, but as I've become older and more a fan of film in general, I appreciate 
especially the posters from, you know, like way back in the day, like the 40s and the 50s, sometimes even predating that, posters are so different back then than they are now. You know, they were a lot more artistic, um, more like painted or hand-drawn, and now you have essentially like, I call it the Marvel model, because that's what I think of when I think of these types of posters, where you just have a lot of the characters, I don't want to say slapped on a poster, but it doesn't have the same effect to me. And it's funny because I don't have a single Marvel poster on my list, which was a little surprising, but it is what it is. So if you've never uh, listened to or participated in the top five list before, this is what I do. I post a, a thread usually on Facebook, but I post it sometimes on Twitter. I've actually got to get better about that. Um, asking for your top five list. And I'll say, you know, for this month I'll be doing in this case, top five movie posters. Um, I'd love to know your suggestions, leave them in the comments and I will read them on the show. I'm going to go through my honorable mentions and then go through my five through one, explain why they are where they are and then read your list as well. It actually got some really good analysis uh, from a couple of you. So uh, really excited to, to dive into that. So, uh, let's go ahead and dive into my top five. I will start with my honorable mentions. And this is a movie that I haven't seen yet, and I really need to sit down this week and watch it. Uh, but I love the poster for it. It's Everything Everywhere All at Once, which dominated the Oscars last week. And everyone I know that has seen it has said that it's absolutely incredible. What I like about the poster is that it harkens back to that older generation of poster look. Like it, it has some details of what goes on in the movie, and it has a very artistic kind of feel to it. It gives you a taste of what you can expect from the movie, and that's why I really enjoy it. It's a very busy poster, but it's done really well, and I really, really liked it, and I can't wait to see the movie. My other honorable mentions, I've got two more actually, uh, Jaws is one, and you might be surprised that that's not in my top five because it it's one of, if not the most iconic movie poster of all time with you know, the shark underwater and you have the, the person swimming and the sharks right beneath them. Probably the most iconic poster that's ever been made because it was for the first summer blockbuster. And it just shows how simplicity can really work when it comes to a poster. You know, it, it tells you what you need to know. Most everyone's afraid of sharks and it's an attention grabber. And that's why I think Jaws is, you know, in every list I looked at of best movie posters, it was no lower than two or three in every list that I read, but usually it was number one. My other honorable mention is Superman, the original movie from the, the late 70s, uh, directed by Richard Donner, starring Christopher Reeve. Just that simple S in the middle with the, the clouds and the tagline, you'll believe a man can fly. Again, simplicity. And everybody knows who Superman is and the fact that, you know, that that S symbol is one of the most recognizable symbols in the world. It was, again, an attention grabber, like the the Jaws. And it, it left enough mystery, because like most everyone knows what Superman looks like. So it held that bit of mystery because you didn't see what he looked like in live action. 
but it told you what you needed to know. This is a live-action Superman movie. And it's still probably the best Superman movie ever made still to this point. We'll see what happens with uh, James Gunn's version coming out uh, in in a few years. Um, I'm excited for it. I like James Gunn as a filmmaker. I think he's a good director. I think he's a good writer. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. You know, maybe he'll he'll give us hopefully something different than what we saw in Man of Steel. I, I think he will. But I, I'm excited for it. We'll, we'll just definitely see what happens. Diving into the top five, my number one. Staying in the DC world is Batman, the 1989 film. Just the bat symbol that we've recognized from the comic books. It's all you needed to know. This is a live action Batman. A very recognizable symbol. And it just had the names Nicholson, Keaton, Batman. And that's that's all you needed. And I, I still love the cover. You know, I... I this movie was a little bit before my time. Now, I was born before this came out, but I was very young when it had its theatrical run. But I do remember during um, Hurricane Aaron back here in the uh, the early 90s, we didn't have power. So I stayed over at uh, my uncle's house uh, because he did have power. And we watched Batman 89 and I remember watching it, you know, very vividly. I still remember the the Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck commercial with you know, promoting the Batman merchandise, and you had to like order a catalog in order to even see what your options were. So that that was a really cool memory. And again, I'm I'm excited to see Michael Keaton back as Batman in a few months. But Batman '89 is is such an iconic poster. Uh, number four is Star Wars, uh, a.k.a. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. I, Drew Struzan did a version uh, of the poster, and I think it's very good. But what, the one that I'm thinking of is the original poster, and I don't have uh, the gentleman's name in front of me who drew it, but it, it's the one with Luke Skywalker standing um, kind of off to the right, with holding the lightsaber up, and he's got you know, Leia at his side, the silhouette of Darth Vader's helmet in the background. It's, it's still an incredible poster, again, with that tagline, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's just such an attention grabber. Number three, this is another one of the, this is one of the three most iconic posters, in my opinion, and that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Perfectly captures the feel of the movie. It makes me want to go on an adventure whenever I see the poster. It's, I don't think you can say much more about it. Incredible, incredible poster. Number two is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 film, with the turtles peeking out of the manhole. Growing up a huge Ninja Turtles fan, I was so excited for that movie. Seeing the poster, you know, got me excited for it when we, I went to see it in the theater. Still very vivid memories, and I, I need to get a version of that. I have the one with the four turtles with like the green glow behind them. I actually have that hanging up um, in my living room, but I need to get that other one too. But my number one, without a doubt, my favorite movie poster of all time is another Drew Struzan Back to the Future with Marty McFly hanging out of the DeLorean, looking at his watch. So iconic. It's another top tier iconic movie poster. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, 
anytime I see that poster, I smile. Everything from the color, because blue is my favorite color, it's got a lot of blue in it, the glow coming in from the DeLorean, the look on Marty's face. And it's funny because back during the pandemic, when I was hosting trivia nights at, at the Blue Wahoo Stadium, we did an 80s themed trivia and I dressed up as Marty McFly. And as a promo image, I reenacted that picture or that poster. And then I put myself coming out of the DeLorean and used that as like a, hey, come out to the stadium for 80s night. So it's, I love that poster so much. I've got so much love for it. But those are my top five posters. Tough list because there, there are a lot of great ones as well. Like, you know, Jurassic Park, I didn't have on my list. Ghostbusters, I didn't have on my list. Those are iconic ones too. But diving into um, the the listeners list that you were also great gracious enough to send me. Uh, first up, Wally Phelps. I hate being limited to five, but number five is a tie between the Ghostbusters teaser poster and Jurassic Park. Both are the corporate logos of the title business and make me feel almost as if I am in the universe of the film and this is advertising for that product. Couldn't agree more. Number four, Back to the Future, is this glorious or gorgeous Drew Struzan painted masterpiece of Marty McFly freaking out about the time with his co-star the DMC-12 Time Machine. Number three, Beauty and the Beast. This absolute work of art that has an overall feel of beauty and music with a red tinge that speaks to the danger they both find themselves into throughout the course of the film. Number two, Halloween, the original one. Just iconic. It makes you wonder who he is and draws you into it as the multi-layering of the knife creates the image of the pumpkin in a subtle, almost subliminable way that makes you uneasy at the sight. And number one, Jaws. I mean, how could it not be? What is more iconic? And I love the analysis that Wally gave with all of those posters because I, I agree with all of that. Beauty and the Beast is a great poster as well. Um, I didn't actually have any Disney ones, which is uh, unfortunate. But the, the Beauty and the Beast one he's talking about is is very good. Um, the Lion King was another really good one as well. Uh, great, great list from Wally. Next up, we have Jonathan McIntosh. I had to think about this one for a good while, and of course it's still fluid, but I'm going to go with these for now. His honorable mentions, number one, The Rocketeer. The first time I saw this poster, I loved the Art Deco feel, and I had to own it. I thought the film lived up to what I had imagined in the image. Honorable mention two, Cinema Paradiso, or Paradiso, I can never get the pronunciation right. It's the first foreign film I paid to see in theaters, and it mesmerized me. And honorable mention number three, and this is a good one, Airplane. If this image didn't make you think screwball comedy at its finest, I don't know what would have. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. No, Airplane is a good one, too. Uh, I, I really like that. And The Rocketeer is a really cool one, um, also. I can't remember what Cinema Paradiso looks like. I'll have to look that up. Number five, and th this is a choice I did not expect anyone to have. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? This summer of 1998, and or the summer of 98, the summer of 1998, if I could get it right, and this was one of only a few big films at the movies. I couldn't get enough of this brilliance. Number four, Star Trek VI. Build is the last film featuring the original cast. 
this image just screamed out that this was going to be a fun ride to me. Number three, Raiders of the Lost Ark from the creators of Star Wars and Jaws Indeed. This teaser hooked me immediately. Number two, Star Wars. Drew Struzan's first Star Wars poster, and I love the pulpy feel it gives off. There are many Star Wars posters I love, but this one is my favorite. And number one is one that I mentioned earlier, Superman. Less is certainly more here. I did indeed believe a man could fly. Very good list. Um, I, I didn't think about who framed Roger Rabbit, but that, that is a good one. Steve Wise. It's a tough one. I can tell you what kind of posters I don't like, which are the ones with big floating heads or poorly photoshopped actors. Copy and paste posters, see most rom-coms, are annoying also. I like actual artwork that captures the mood of the film, plus hinting at the story or what to expect from the film. Some that come to mind include Raiders of the Lost Ark, Gremlins, the original one with Gizmo's hands coming out of the box, 3, Empire Strikes Back, 4, Jaws, and 5, Vertigo. These aren't necessarily my top 5, though most of them are hanging on my walls, as there are a lot of others that I think are fantastic. And it's still a good list. You know, I, I think all 5 of those are, are very good. Mike Eveland, his honorable mentions are The Goonies, The Matrix, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and another underrated poster, Army of Darkness. Actual list in no particular order. Swingers, wasn't expecting that one, but it is a good poster. Pulp Fiction, another great one. The Shining, Back to the Future, and the original Halloween. See, there are so many good movie posters that it's tough to pick. Maybe I should have done a top 10 for this. Let's, let's be honest. Wade Vatican, we got two more here. Uh, number five, Casablanca. Four, Jaws. Three, Ghostbusters. Two, Batman 1989. And number one, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Casablanca is another classic as well. Uh, Jason Robbins, last but not least, uh, the one who inspired this list, and of course my co-host over at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. Number five, Batman 89. It's sleek, simple, and still makes me want to watch that movie. Number four, Mallrats. I love that Drew Struzan did this poster. Kevin Smith did what every Gen Xer filmmaker dreamed of, having him do the poster. Mallrats is another good one. Uh, three, TMNT the original. Just the turtles peeking out of the manhole cover still makes me want to watch it. Number two, Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman looking sexy and mysterious. You don't know what you're getting in this movie, but it always draws me in. And number one, the Star Wars Special Edition Triptych. This may be cheating, but the triptych, triptych done by Drew Struzan makes one giant panoramic visual that I still have on my walls to this day. I managed to score them from the movie theater I worked at back in the 90s for painting a mural on the windows for a movie called Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci and Danny Glover. My most prized possessions. So great lists by everyone, you know, that movie posters are so cool. And they're not as iconic as they used to be because I feel like a lot of them have become very generic and cookie cutter like. But those old school posters from way back in the day up through the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s. There were some really good posters, and uh, I, I should probably have more, but 
you know, I only have so much wall space because I want to just have them sitting in storage. You know, I want to display them if, if I have them. Um, actually, something I'll probably do um, at some point is get the posters from the Parker Syndrome and the feature printed uh, to have behind me. Uh, you'll see I have this um, these two pieces of artwork, if you're watching the video version, that uh, I purchased off of Etsy. But I want to add a little personal flair to, to the background. So uh, be looking out for that uh, sometime, hopefully in the next few weeks. But that's going to do it for this week's top five, or this month's top five, I should say. I'll be back next month doing another one. And I do want to give everyone a heads up. You know, when I when I brought this show back at the end of last year, I said that the show was going to be seasonal. And I'm still going to hold to that because um, we're looking at doing another screening for the feature um, sometime around the end of May. So mid-May, I'll do, you know, kind of a, an update on the feature because it's been doing quite well uh, in the festival circuit so far and probably have, you know, some of the cast and crew on to just kind of give an update, you know, on if how we think the movie's doing, do we expect it? You know, we'll, we'll come up with something fun to do for the show and that, that will air sometime in mid-May as the season finale of the Derek Diamond experience. And then the show will come back in late August or early September and run through uh, the holiday season. So still got a few more weeks to go uh, for the podcast, but it has been great bringing it back. I honestly haven't felt burnout. You know, that's something that I've talked about on this show and on Nerd Cave Retro, that with everything going on, I thought I was going to get burnout of doing the podcast, but I haven't, you know, I, I've had actually a lot of fun doing it and it, it feels right to be doing the show again. So uh, I appreciate everyone um, who's, you know, come back to listen to the show, uh, those that continue to listen and support and uh, help spread the word. Um, a lot of fun guests coming up, uh, mostly in, in the film world, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll still have some surprises, hopefully, uh, before the show goes on break in the middle of May. So that's going to do it for uh, this week's show. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the show, if you want to find any information on the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, just head over to linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. It's where you can subscribe to the show where you can find the link to the YouTube channel, social media, everything is in one location, linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And one thing I would like to to really ask people to do, it's been a long time since I've had any reviews on the show. So if you could go to um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast and rate the show and give a review because it, it truly does help the more reviews the show gets, the more visible it is to those who are searching for potential podcasts and it'll help grow the listener base because, you know, I, I want the show to be successful. I want as many people to hear it as possible. So if you could leave a review, it would be very much appreciated. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next week for another exciting episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. <laughs>